0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Spiritual Practices. These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments.
0: Good morning. Are you ready to say yes to spirit? We are, I'm Tracy Brown. And I'm Leslie Moni. And we are here to encourage you on your spiritual path. Say yes to spirit. Today our theme is about judgment. And (laughs) the questions that we want you to be thinking about as we prepare to go into this theme today are, do you judge others? Do you judge yourself? In what ways does judgment influence your ability to demonstrate your spiritual beliefs? So every week as we talk about saying yes to spirit, we talk about what helps us say yes to spirit, and we also talk about what gets in the way of us saying yes to spirit. And my guess is we'll do a little bit of both of those today as we talk about judgment. Before we get into that, we always want to connect the dots with the previous show. And so, Leslie? And we'll, we talked about uh, uh, meditation last week, right? Oh, good. Thanks. Yeah, was, yeah. Like, what
1: did we yeah. talk about meditation. last week? And it uh, is a good check-in for me because I think you'll recall that I said I was going to try the uh, spontaneous journal writing that you talked about that I hadn't really heard about. Three pages in the morning. I thought about getting a very small journal so I'd be able to be successful. (laughs) Yes. And I want you to know that I thought about that twice during the week, but I actually accomplished (laughs) it. And, you know, I thought about driving over, and I thought, I am going to just have to lie and say I did that. And then I thought, I can't lie. And then I thought, I just, and then I thought about today's topic, judgment, and I thought, I'm just going to allow myself to not be judged, not to judge myself, not to worry about the judgment of others, and, you know, just be honest about that. I did think about it a couple of times, but I accomplished it, not even once. <laughs> so anyway, I don't so,
0: know. So, is that inspiring that, you know, yeah, I it's, you know, it's inspiring that you don't that can be follow through on yeah. every mm-hmm. spiritually based decision that you make. I mean, you're human. What a concept.
1: What a concept. It is hard to admit sometimes, so... Yes. But so I don't know if I should say I'll try it again or, or not. I'll, uh, I'll say that I... We'll try it again. I think, because I, I think it's an interesting concept to do that in the mornings, and I really, I, I think I will. Let me think. Okay, I thought I will. I will. <laughs> like,
0: Are we thinking? out
1: loud? Yes. No. I think I.
0: I think I am. I am. Therefore, I am going to try again this week. Yeah. So I'm going the, to do it this week. The show on meditation was uh, that. That's a great check-in from that, and and uh, I know that after last week's show, I was more. I was more intentional Mm. about paying attention to how I meditate and when I meditate. And I think part of that, too, was I had a really, really challenging, the the second half of the week was really, really challenging. And I found myself meditating more, like several times a day. Mm -hmm. And part of it was that we had talked about it in the show, and I think part of it was that, you know, That in times of stress, how do I get back to center? Mm You know, I I meditate in some form. Right. You know, writing meditation or sitting meditation. I did a lot of just sitting meditation or meditation with music in the background last week. But that was last week. And now
1: we're going to, after a, what, 30-second break, come back and talk about judgment. So get your judgment thinking caps on. Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And I uh, wanted to start off talking about judgment when we started this little adventure about, what, six weeks ago now, I guess. Uh, Tracy came up with a list of possible topics, and she had judgment on there. And I sent back an email, said, love them all. There's like 20 topics. I said, love them all. Let's not do judgment. <laughs> yeah, love them all, except, except judgment. Except judgment. I said, let's not do that one. And so... Uh, so when she added that to the list, I, I discovered, you know, that her wisdom prevails. And so I'm very interested to talk about judgment and to see what Tracy had in mind when she wrote that down because I think, to me, that flashes me back to old-time religion and God in the chair looking down with the lightning bolt and saying, you get healed, you get to die, you and judging, so... So what do you think of when you think of judgment? I'm thinking you don't think of that, Tracy.
0: No, that but, never crossed that, my mind. Okay. That, that never crossed my mind at the time why I'm here that yet. it went on the list. Um, and uh, what hit me about judgment, again, was asking the question, what helps me say yes to spirit and what gets in the way of me saying yes to spirit? And so when I first wrote judgment on the list, it was about, are judging others and not being loved, not not walking oh, okay. in our own spiritual knowledge and, you know, not applying it in the world. And when we judge others or when we judge ourselves, that that creates a barrier mm-hmm. between us and the divine or between us being our best self. And so that is really interesting oh, okay. that it it didn't cross my mind at mm-hmm. all about the The traditional or historical religious thing of um, concept of God judging human versus instead of human versus human judging human, but it, that's really interesting because of course then I went to the to get definitions because uh-huh. we were going to talk yes. about judgment, and um, there were several definitions that referred to religious. And on Wikipedia, the general definition of judgment is judgment is the evaluation of evidence in the making of a decision. And then they go on to say the term has three distinct uses. And under religious use, Mm -hmm. it says it's used in the concept of salvation to refer to the adjudication of God in determining reward or punishment for each and all human beings. Which is, you right. know, that, and it's like that, it's, I, I guess it's been so long for me since I had that tradition. Practiced that, mm-hmm. or, you know, was involved in a spiritual setting where that was the message that it never even crossed my mind. Which, for me, is a really good that's sign. That's I was
1: just say, that's hopeful to me, in a way, to think that you could totally be so, your mind is so much into the new thought, into transformation Right, and, and it, letting that, go of that past
0: judging God that really doesn't exist. Right, and, um, you know, I when you, as soon as you said that, it was like, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah,
0: I read that book, <laughs> you know, back in grade school. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, it also talks about judgment um, in psychology used in reference to the quality of cognitive faculties and adjudicational capabilities. It's like, translate that, please. Um, Mm. And, you know, judgment being that we think about and then make a decision Mm. about something. And I just kind of laughed when I read, read all of that. Judgment is the evaluation of evidence in the making of a decision. And the word evidence, blew me away because I'm thinking, no, most of the time when we make judgments about other people, we don't have real evidence. We create evidence. This is my bias, okay. that we're judging someone, you know, what they're wearing, how they look, whether, they're, whether they are in the right job, whether their job has any value. We make judgments about whether we like or don't like people often on a real Exterior level, you know yes. what's on the surface. Right. We don't really know what they're thinking or why they're doing what they're doing, but in the definition of judgment, it says evaluation of evidence. And so, who's creating the evidence? Right.
1: We are. I mean, we're creating. We're evaluating You know, the evaluation is the word that caught my mind because we're we're creating the judgment, the evaluation, and then we're seeing evidence
0: to kind of Justify Right, because what you look for is what shows up. And right. so if I've decided that because I've seen you a few times, I've, I have I've made up a story right. in my mm-hmm. mind about, you know, who you must be because of how you sound or how you look or you mentioned the kind of job you have and now I think I know all about you, mm-hmm. um, then I'm making judgments based on evidence that I've created. Right and the um Webster's definition of judgment is well, they have six of them, but the first one is judgment is a formal utterance of an authoritative opinion, and for me, it's the same thing. who's the authority right, and it's a formal utterance. it's like we make this formal we make this we make this claim, yes that Based on me as the authority, uh-huh. this opinion is true. Uh-huh. So, yeah, when judgment went on the list for me, it was it was seeing and thinking about how we so easily judge, yes. how we so quickly yes. judge others, yes. and how quickly others judge us right. when they don't really
1: know. Or because I'm judging you, my natural assumption is you're judging me. So I'm already trying to project something to fight against your judgment, and I can get so caught up in that energy of trying to project something to keep you from judging me while I'm judging you that you're judging me. I mean, it's really. And when you said it shuts down any kind of chance for spirit to come through, I mean, I really agree with that because that is like the anti-spirit. When I'm all in that ego or mind or whatever that monkey chatter is, it
0: says, She's judging me, and, and I'm judging her. And the assumption that judgment would be negative. Always. Is there thing that I would ever think somebody would think something nice or good, right? What's which, the point of that, right? Which we probably will talk about maybe in the last 15 minutes of the show because, I mean, there is a good side to judgment. But it's it's interesting to me how quickly we assume judgment is negative, whether it's God in the sky, external God judging Sinners, yes, or whether it's each one of us sitting in the position to judge someone else. We almost never use the word judge or judgment, in that context, without the assumption that it means we're saying something is wrong with that person. Oh yeah, with something them. is inadequate about ourselves. You know, in some way, it's there's a negative connotation. Oh, yeah. I never would have thought judgment any kind of positive spin right. whatsoever. So are we, like, judging the word judgment? <laughs> We're giving judgment a bad name. We could shift that for judgment. Yeah, but let's not shift it to the last 10 to minutes. To the last 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> no, like, there's a saying in uh, 12-step programs, when I compare my uh, uh, my insides to your outsides, I'm always going to come up short. Exactly. And what you were saying about that's what we judge is people's outsides. And we don't see their insides and we don't know what's going on in their mind. So, you know, we always kind of come up
0: on the bottom side of that judgment because we don't really know people usually that we're judging. And, and of course, the reason that we're talking about this is because our – Passion and our intention is to encourage people to be on their spiritual path right. and to walk the spiritual path on in a daily basis as the norm. And if we are judging others in a critical way, we're not seeing the God in them. Right. You know, we often say Namaste. That you know, the God in me or the divine in me sees and recognizes the divine in you. Mm-hmm. Well, how can that be true? How can I, you know, bow and say Namaste <laughs> to you, and then turn around and say, "Did you see what that's you had right, on that's today?" So I mean, that is so true. I, I mean, those two things just don't uh-huh. match up.
1: I swear, I tell you, I did this thing one time, I don't know years ago, where I tried to go through a whole week and at least not speak any gossip or speak any, ju- you know, judgment. I really didn't use that word then, but you know, speak anything that wasn't out of love. Just completely not speak
0: unless it was an utterance of love. And before you tell us, I'm just going to guess you did about as well on that as you did with your writing practice.
1: No, 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 no. I
0: actually did very well.
1: But you know what I found out is I didn't speak much. Because I just, I mean, I did very well because I wrote it on the back of my hand. People that know me, I always write things. So I wrote love on the back of my hand, and I would not speak unless it was in love. And I literally, it will like cut out 70%. And I wasn't like necessarily saying you know, horrible, mean, awful things. But most of my banter is kind of sarcastic and kind of, I think, funny. Perhaps others might not. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's not pure love. And so it was really, it was really fascinating. And, and then to try to think, get my mind thinking, okay, now how can I say this or communicate this and come from a place of love or come that, from that divine place? So it was really interesting. I don't know why I only did it for a week. <laughs> I'm like okay, now I'm human again. That was fun. That was a
0: fun little adventure. In this. Right. I, I did it. I, I, I did. thought I could do Check it. Take that off it. the list, right? So I don't have to do that every, every day. Every day, God forbid. <laughs> yeah, that would be a really interesting thing to do. I um, am I'm certified as a facilitator for um, a model on trust and betrayal called the Reina model on um, trust mm. and it's a really interesting process because it breaks down, the model breaks down the behaviors that help us trust, build trust, mm-hmm. and the behaviors that break trust or create betrayal and then how to heal from it. So the model has all these different levels. But one piece of the communication trust or trust that's built in communication is, you know, speaking, um, with good intention, ah. always speaking with good intention. Huge, huge. And and it is really challenging yes. in what we do in work every day. It's easy with complete strangers. It's huh. one of the things that's really easy with complete and total strangers. Mm. You don't know anything about them. You're never going to see them again. You know, even if they irritate you, it's really easy to either just not talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, release it and let go. And it's hardest with the people we love the most, it seems, for a lot of people, mm-hmm. from you know, talking to people in sessions and things, because you're with them every day. You know their ins-, ins and their outs. They push your buttons. You push theirs. Right. You know each other so well. You know their goals and their capabilities, and they may or may not be meeting those goals mm-hmm. or their potential. Mm-hmm. And so it's easier to criticize and to right. see the shortcomings than to talk about what's really good and blessed right and it's the good and blessed conversation that is what builds trust yes that makes
1: perfect sense uh, yeah when you said that word betrayal i thought you know that betrayal is kind of what creates the judgment because many times we've been betrayed or things in our past have hurt us so we bring that experience that story to our here and now and i you know i think that's a huge thing with with couples, you know, saying we're we're already expecting that, you know, new boyfriend to, to cheat on us because every boyfriend we've ever had has cheated on us. Well, we might have stumbled across the one guy that doesn't cheat, but, you know, we are so much in judgment of, you know, all men cheat that we don't even give this guy an opportunity to to be outside of that
0: realm of our experience. Right. So. We're looking for right. it even though it may not be happening, mm-hmm. and then sooner or later it happens because that's what we're looking right. for. Right, because we create that again and again. Yeah. Just so like a big thing. I
1: like judgment now. I'm liking it. I'm starting to like it.
0: Oh, uh, well, let's see what we mm-hmm. can do with that. So let's take a quick break, and then maybe we'll come back with the devotion. Or if we don't come back with the devotion, we'll just come back with more talk about judgment and how it either helps or hinders you saying yes to spirit. Mm-hmm.
1: Five oh
0: one five two three Welcome back. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path with Leslie and Tracy. You know, if you um uh, have been listening to the show and uh, you want more information about Say Yes to Spirit or want to hear some of the other topics we've talked about, like meditation and love and ego. Ego. Yes, I <laughs>
1: see. did I think of that?
0: Yeah, ego is, I think, one of our favorite shows so far. Um, be sure to listen to the archive shows. They're recorded, and you can reach them, of course, by going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Y T S, And if you enjoy the devotions that we share during the show, please visit us at GodInMyDay.com, and you can get a daily dose of inspiration, meditation, and the opportunity to subscribe to receive a daily devotion. So talking about or speaking about the devotions, Leslie, do you have a devotion that might somehow relate <laughs> to judgment? You know, when I look back through them,
1: I, uh, I found one named Judgment, so I thought, oh, I'll read that one. Let's see what that one says. Okay. The judgment. She looks mad. I bet she never smiles. He looks really tired. I bet he just got off work and he's half asleep. I wave at every car I pass on my morning walk. Most wave back, but for those who don't, I make up a story explaining their behavior. I take their behavior personally and feel the need to judge them in order to shield myself from the rejection I feel from them. This morning, I wondered what it would be like to stop making up stories. On the last half of my walk, I decided to just state what was. I started saying, he waved, she didn't wave, he didn't wave, she waved, without attaching any story to it. After a while, I realized I didn't even notice if they waved back or not. I was just enjoying waving as the cars passed by. I have a hunch God exists in the what is and is never present for any judgment, criticism, or story I make up. When I judge or criticize, I take myself away
0: from God's presence. I love it. Interesting, yeah. I love it. It's so true. We make up the story, and then we convince ourselves and our brain that it's true. In fact, our brain and our ego don't even don't even challenge whether it's true or not because we often make our judgments and we say them as they if and they are true. Yes, yeah, as, as facts. We're not asking a question. We are stating a <laughs> fact. I mean, uh-huh.
1: And as you said, it just played right into that that it takes us away from God. That is the separation. And that is why I think I'm now in agreement with you. It's an important conversation to have because it is one of those things that blocks us
0: from being able to say yes to spirit. Yeah. In the Bible, in the book of Matthew, it talks about, um, I think it's chapter 7 starts off with, judge not that ye be not judged. Mm. Don't judge others if you don't want to be judged or so that you won't be judged. Um, And one one of my favorite Howard Thurman quotes is this one. It is very easy to sit in judgment upon the behavior of others, but often difficult to realize that every judgment is a self-judgment. It's very easy to sit in judgment upon the behavior of others, but often difficult to realize that every judgment is a self-judgment. And so that connection, and I love That You did that in the devotion as well. You know, I'm judging all these people and, you know, I'm making up a story about them and who they are and why they didn't wave back at me Mm -hmm. or why they did wave back at me. But then when you shift and just go into, wait a minute, let me just describe the physical behavior without adding any emotion or interpretation to it, then, you know, what does that mean? And how does that show up? And and do I feel better about myself? Yes. Right. And so the judgment we put out makes us all not feel good about ourselves, as you said. It makes us, you know, start playing that game of what if they're judging me and no, I've got to show up a certain way. Right. But when I stop judging other people, I can also release myself to be who I am, or to, you know, just show up. The way I am. Right. The way that God created me, the way that I want to be, and the way that you were made to be,
1: the natural, you know, the natural flow and rhythm that really, you know, has holds no
0: judgment. So, you know, I, I do think the more we judge others, the more likely we are to judge ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe it works the other way around the more self-critical we are, the more we judge ourselves in a negative way, the more likely we are then to also find blame with others. And like you said, really, ultimately, I don't think we ever
1: judge in a positive way. We never really look at that as, you know, um, kind of, you know, that that something good is happening. And, and again, you know, my week when I wasn't speaking anything out of love, it, it stopped a lot of my conversation, right? right? So. You were quiet? Yeah, I was that's hard. So I'm very, uh, you yeah. know,
0: it's a good reminder. This is a very good topic, very good topic. I can hardly, hardly imagine it. Well, there are a few other quotes that, um, in preparing to talk about judgment today uh, that we pulled together. So I'm going to share a few of those. Um, Frederick Douglass, once wrote, you are not judged by the height you have risen, but from the depth you have climbed. And that's really often, you know, that's a shift in terms of judgment being used in a positive way, that you can come from something that's been really challenging. You can come out of a situation that has um, had limited opportunities, but ultimately you'll be judged on how high you rise on what you accomplished. And so, you know, during the, the last 10 minutes of the show, 15 minutes of the show, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about how we can use judgment to say yes to spirit and how when we use judgment in that way, it allows us to achieve more and to be viewed in a positive way and to view others in a positive way, judging them by what they have actually accomplished, not the story that we make up. Another quote that um, really stood out for me was um, a quote that talked about um, judgment, not as a last judgment, but as a continuing judgment. I believe in judgment, not a last judgment, but a continuing judgment. I am not the least bit concerned with the judgment of man. It means nothing. And that was Adam Clayton Powell Jr. And Adam Clayton Powell Jr. was a politician and a leader who was judged and criticized a lot by others who didn't understand his total agenda or and with most politicians, how can, you know, the the public in general know their total agenda or where they're going? And um, he was the target of a lot of criticism, often from people who didn't have all the pieces of the puzzle. And I loved his reminder that the judgment of man is not always the judgment that is the one that counts. And so how much time do you spend? I know I spend less time now than I used to, but I still spend a, a fair amount of time, you know, anticipating what others might say, what others might how others might perceive me. And then I have to remember actually this is a quote from Martin Luther King Jr.'s son, Dexter. People will judge you according to your own convictions. And I, I have a twist on that. People will judge you according to their own convictions. So Dexter King said people will judge you according to your own convictions. And I think in that in that sense, you know, how much of what you judge about me do I take on? You know, that that's it. But really, in reality, as Leslie and I have been talking about this so far today, most of the time people are judging you based on their own convictions. And we, unfortunately, do the same thing. So as we talk about being in alignment with spirit, being... Um, Being or honoring the fact that our oneness with spirit is how we want to live our life, that people will know God and people will know our spiritual beliefs based on how we interact with them, then we want to be careful about judging others. And even more so, we want to be careful about judging ourselves. Some of you are familiar with Karen Drucker's song, um, inner critic, and it's a whole, it's a very very funny and delightful song because as Karen um, sings it and or as you read the lyrics, you realize how much your inner critic really is your you judging yourself, mm. your inner critic telling you you're not enough, you're not pretty enough. You'll never be enough. You can't do that new job. Oh, you better stay in the job you're in because that's all you'll ever be able to do. You better stay in that marriage even though it's not good for you because no one else will love you. Right. You know, you don't like the clothes, you know, that you wear, but you better not change them (laughs) because at least, you know, this is what you have and you'll look, you know, foolish in something different. That inner critic, is you judging you? And right. what use is that?
1: And I actually went through a therapeutic experience where I named the inner critic the bully and, you know, kind of engaged in a uh, a bit of a, a, a battle with the bully, trying to take control, and midway through the battle I realized they're both me because I really had kind of said, oh, the bully can't be me. It's an outside force of evil, you know, coming in and <laughs> saying, oh, you're an idiot. Oh, you'll never get this job. Oh, you're stupid. And I really, you know, it was interesting because when I got in the process of actually trying to confront the bully in my head and get into conversation saying, no, I'm competent, you know, I'm able, I'm capable, that was when I got in touch with really that bully is just that kind of, I guess, your shadow side or, you know, the the side of me that really is my own, and I like that word, inner critic. And um, it was an interesting process of coming through that stage of kind of talking to myself and having those inner conversations where I started to build myself up and started using affirmations and started really making a conscious choice to not listen to the inner critic and not to live in the inner critic. And of course, every time that I listened to the inner critic and judged myself, it made me much more, like you were saying before, you know, much more judgmental of others. And and so when I'm not judging myself, you know, I really do uh, have much less to judge about others. So I think that's kind of like the benefit, you know, and... Um, when we don't judge others,
0: when we don't judge ourselves, we don't judge others. I mean, it just kind of feeds itself yeah. like and that. And that's I not don't. to say that we should not ever criticize ourselves or analyze and evaluate what we're doing in order to do better. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about inner critic in the sense of, yeah, or bully sure. in the sense of nothing we can do, uh, then that's a whole different challenge. Right. And we, an we want to yes. avoid. That and I, I, I can think of periods in my life when that inner critic or that self criticism or that self judgment um, was the loudest voice, mm-hmm. you know, that I listened to, that I heard over and over and over and over and over. And so I think we do have to, to guard against that, and our spiritual practices can help us. And I wonder at some
1: point because I'm thinking about people that I know and that I love. That, you know, everything out of their mouth is, before we walk into the store, oh, they're not going to have what I want. Or, you know, when we're starting out on a journey, oh, this, you know, it's going to be too hot. You know, they're automatically in that state of stating, this isn't going to work out well. Whatever this is, you know, it's not going to work. And I wonder if we get so caught up in our inner critic that then we kind of become, and it's, it's interesting. Well, to, and then we judge the world. The world. Yeah, so, every experience, right? right.
0: It's not just judging people. Mm-hmm. No, we judge every experience before it can even happen. Yes, yes. That we know exactly. We, we are so sure. It's back to that speaking to ourselves mm-hmm. with authority. Yes. And we're certain we and know. And we have the evidence. Yes, and we have the evidence. It hasn't happened happen yet, but we have the evidence. There will be nothing, there will We'll shop all afternoon, and there will not be a pair of jeans that fit. Right. Right. And I swear this But I'm still going to go all afternoon and go into 20 stores Mm -hmm. and try 55 pairs of jeans, but I already know none of them will fit. Yes, I swear to God. Two weeks
1: ago, I was with a friend, and we were going into Michael's, and she said, they're not going to have the the floral. She was having a party and wanted to get some floral stuff. She said, they're not going to have what I want. And I looked at her bar and I said, well, let's not go in. And she said, what do you mean? I said... Well, you've already claimed they're not going to have it. Why are we, let's go let's home. Let's go somewhere else. And she just looked at me like I was crazy. And, I mean, I stood my ground. I was like, either you change your thought and say they're going to have it, or let's get back in the car and leave. Because, you know, I'm kind of at that point with our friend you know, we can do that with each other, you know, that loving <laughs> confrontation. But it was really a moment of, you know, what is the point if you're going to automatically
0: judge or, you know, assume that the evidence is. So, so one of the things that I'm really thinking about is really paying attention because if our hypothesis is correct, that often our judgment of other people and other situations in the world reflects how we feel about ourselves. hmm Yes. You know, I, it also gives me personally a, a desire to have a little bit more compassion mm-hmm. for people who I know who seem to always be negative, yes. who seem to never have anything nice to say about other people or the activity we're involved in, to stop and be compassionate because if our hypothesis is true. Mm-hmm. When they are not saying anything out loud, they are probably really hard on themselves. Yes, and I, I can speak with authority. No, but that, that is my
1: experience. I really do believe that hypothesis is true, and that is that is why a gentle confrontation. You know, but you really, I do believe. You know, to speak that truth, I want that truth spoken in my life by friends. You know, to come in and and say what they see me doing. So I always encourage people to speak the truth back and forth in in my community of friends. But I do think that when we are in that state where the best or the worst of that is within our own mind against ourselves. And so we don't really want to you know, beat someone else up that's already beating themselves up as much, but how to gently get someone, move them, shift them, get them out of that self-critical judgment, and then you know, shift them. And I do think um, club-step programs have the saying, act as if. So if we can start changing those outer words and say, oh, Michael's is going to have exactly what I need mm-hmm. and start shifting that, you know, suit up and show up and, you know, life will follow. You know, change that external and, and you can start kind of chipping away
0: and changing some of those external messages that we hear. Yeah. And I'm even thinking about from a, compa- a a point of compassion and being the spiritual practice that I may not be able to shift the other person and I, and at the moment, I am thinking about a specific person, and I may not be able to shift that person. I may not be able if i if I did what you did with your friend going into michael's th- this particular person would just wouldn't get that mm-hmm. because their spiritual practices are very different from my own, but just by me being compassionate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That keeps me from judging them. Oh, they're so negative. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're this. Oh, they're that. I could just remind myself that. Wow, if she is, if she is feeling that strongly negative, or she is judging that in that way, and we haven't even done that yet, or she is doing judging that negatively, but it was her choice for us to go here. All right. Wow you know, let me have a bigger heart and just sit in that bigger heart and not judge her for being negative.
1: I mean, if kind of, I'm a better person. I'm just, you know, I'm slapping
0: people all day long. <laughs> well, now, if, if there were <laughs> you, Damn it, do you hear yourself? Right. Right. If if love were you, I would, right, if there were you, I would be yeah. like, okay, uh, Leslie, no. Please. But I'm just thinking, you know, there are people you are right. you I are work right. with or people who I know or friends yes. I have who... Or where they are, right, and my job is my spiritual practice, my spiritual path is to is to be compassion and to realize I chose to hang out with this person today, mm-hmm. and this is who this person is right and then the other philosophy is
1: saying slogan and twelve steps you know it 's a program of attraction, not promotion, kicks in because if you are joyful and affirming them and loving them and just being a breath of spirit for them, eventually they will come around and say, Hey, Tracy, why are you always in such a... How do you get that positive feeling all the time? At some point, you know, it will trickle in. Your love and your unconditional support of them will break in, and they'll be, like,
0: curious, you know. I'm laughing because they would be like, yeah, and they'll love to be around you all the time (laughs) because you're positive and they don't have to be. Yeah, yeah. that's, That's... don't yeah.
1: move in. You'll have old people in the garage on the butt beds looking for you.
0: <laughs> no. No. Don't think so. So um, let's take a quick little break, and then we'll come back. and I uh, have one more devotion. Do you have another kinda devotion?
1: kind of goes along with something you just said. Yep. Okay,
0: we'll do another devotion, and then we will talk about the positive side of judgment. Oh, good. Good, good, go. So uh, we'll be back in about a minute.
1: Welcome back. Say yes to spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And uh, something you were talking about, Tracy, as far as, you know, unless it's inside of us, we don't really see it in others, that concept of when you point your finger out, you're getting three fingers pointed back at you, Yep. Um, reminded me of this devotion. It's called Blame and Shame. When the cell phone rang out, 72 heads flipped around with evil glares, penetrating time and space to express blame and shame. I may be a bit dramatic in my description. The cell phone did ring, and it did disrupt a group meditation, and several people did shift their body, and I heard a couple of audible sighs. I sunk deep into my chair and felt the hot rush of blame and shame float through my body. I sensed others' irritation. I wished I could become invisible, and the cell phone was not even mine. I realize the 72 heads who flipped around with evil glances must have their own internal shame. I know we do not express outward what we do not have inside. I have a well of self-disdain causing me to blame and shame others and myself for the simplest of cell phone disruptions. I have a hunch God does not blame or shame as there is no room for them in a constant state of love. When I am experiencing my own inner presence of God, I too have no need to blame or shame myself or others. I now know when I feel the hot rush of blame and shame, I am not living in the presence of God. The choice is mine to return to love or stay in blame and
0: shame. I love that. Devotion. Interesting. It fits for what we were talking about, really. It actually does. It's really good when that How happens. How fun when that happens!
1: <laughs> Isn't it helpful?
0: Yeah, I I I love that one. You know, one of the best books, and there are there's a long list of books that come to mind when I think about, especially um, judging self. But and releasing ourselves from judgment of ourselves and judging others, and that's radical forgiveness by Colin Tipping. I've seen that. Haven't read it. Thought. It. And I I love radical forgiveness because Colin Tipping takes you through a process and really helps you understand that you know if you're going to walk in love, there's really nothing to forgive. That right. everything I happens. Believe that. Everything happens for you, not to you. Right. And that, you know, the, the whole idea that what if that person who, that ex-boss who fired you or that um, ex-lover who walked out on you, you know, what what if the two of you made a contract way before you were born? Right. You know, that... I, there are certain lessons I need to learn, and that's going to be your job mm-hmm. to help me, help learn, me that. learn
1: that. Mm-hmm.
0: And so we're going to forget this, and you're going to hate me. <laughs> yeah. you know, I other know other you're going to forget it, <laughs> and I know you're going to hate me, but I love you so much I'm willing to do this right. for you. And um, and and then, of course, in the book, Radical Forgiveness, he gives really, and the workbook, there are techniques that you can use. And so, you know, I think we have to always realize that if we want to move away from judgment, if we yes. want to have less judgment in our lives,
1: Right.
0: that we do have to have tactics, tips, tools, techniques. Right, we, right. We've got to know what to do. It's, it's bigger than just saying, yes, right. I want to have less judgment. It's what are you going to do to retrain mm-hmm. your brain, retrain the way you interact with people, to reflect less judgment, and then even for yourself. How are you going to retrain yourself to love mm-hmm. yourself and then not judge yourself? Mm-hmm. So we always, every week, we always talk a little bit about what spiritual practices we apply.
1: Methods, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know what, what comes, what, if anything, comes to mind for you that, that you do.
1: You know, again, the big thing for no judgment is the awareness of it and the awareness that as I start to judge someone else, I am in some sort of state of judgment of myself. And I really believe that in my heart and soul. And so today, at least, you know, I'm about third way through the sentence. When I, you know, kind of my awareness is almost real time, you know, so I can kind of understand. But again, I think it started for me in becoming conscious of that voice and really interacting and engaging in a battle. I don't know any other word for it, to so really spend some time in personal, you know, contemplation with, you know, my own value and, and how do I shift that. And I cannot speak enough about affirmations and, you know, having that different people do different things from the bully or the mind chatterer, say, erase, erase, erase. Um, yesterday and uh, at the uh, sermon or talk at Center for Spiritual Living, Reverend preacher had the most wonderful mad TV show uh, with Bob Newhart being a therapist, and he said, just stop it. You know, and you hear the word stop it screaming in your head when you, you know, have that negative chatter. So whatever little tool or thing you want to say uh, to be able to reprogram our thinking. Because I think if we are not in self-judgment, I do really believe in that hypothesis that we wouldn't have a need to judge. And as that guy said in the book, I, don't, I didn't read that book, but the idea, I really believe too, that ultimately when I'm in a state of love, you can't hurt me. You can fire me. You can leave me. You can hurt me. You can take my arm. But that's not me. You know, my state of consciousness, my state of love, my state of being, you know, an expression of the divine can't be injured. So it's it's
0: my work to do. Yeah. What you triggered for me as you were talking was a reminder, too, about, I think it's Will Bowen's book about complaint-free being complaint-free and mm. having the that. bands mm-hmm. that, you know, it, you wear it on one side and you go, you know, you're trying to go 30 days without voicing a complaint. Right. Well, so many of our complaints really are simply judgments Yes. about other people or judgments, negative judgments about the situation. Right. That will never work. Right. Um, this always happens to me. I'm sick and tired of being broke. I mean, you know, I'm complaining about about it because mm-hmm. I have a judgment that the fact that I have no money in my bank account is a bad thing. Right. The um, evidence we're creating. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I think that practice, it's like what you said, it, so you could have the words. You could have trigger words that mm-hmm. are in your head, you know, just stop it. Mm-hmm. Or you could have a band. Even before um, Bowen did the, you know, the jelly rubber plastic right. bands. I mean, there was a technique that was a, that's been around in self help for a long time of wearing just a plain rubber band, rubber band
1: right? and popping
0: it whenever you you know notice yourself doing something.
1: And didn't he say you change it to the other arm though? I think that was less self abusive, right? Right. <laughs> and so every day, you know, every like thirty you seconds you're changing it, it to the right hand. But I do think that's an de- excellent idea, whether you're popping it's it physical. or whether you're moving it, it, it does get you into that, you know, physical understanding of what's going on. And I think that is the only way to change something is to make it real. As long as it's staying in our head, it's
0: never going to really shift. A few weeks ago, I visited a friend who had moved into a, um, a new condo and, you know, had been really excited about the move mm-hmm. and... Um, w- I was taking the tour of the new condo, and it was very, very cool. And in the master bathroom, there were affirmations written with either lipstick or water-based marker on the mirror, and, you know, written in big letters on the mirror. You can wash them off and change them. Uh But I thought, you know, that that just came Uh, to mind for me as a really good practice that helps you... Stop judgment of yourself, and it could be judgment of others. If you notice that that's something that's a challenge for you or that you habitually judge others and you want to stop that, you could have an affirmation, you know, on your wall that says, I, see, I love what I see in other people yes. or, you know, I am excited that I only see good yes. in the people I work with. Yes. And you could write an affirmation and then put it up in front of you in a huge. bright, colorful, huge. creative way. Affirmations are huge. I mean, yeah. I really
1: they 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 can really shift so much. And sometimes I got the idea that well, I said my affirmation, you know, <laughs> why why am I still having the other thought, right? So it takes literally hundreds of thousands sometimes of affirmations to kind of counteract those
0: hundreds or thousands, thousands of times right. that years so and the other you. right, right.
1: So it, you know, change can be slow, but it it is absolute. It does occur if you if you get into the idea of it and and get into the into the uh, I don't want to say competition, but you know, get into the idea of saying yes to spirit and really making that real tangible.
0: And one other thing comes to mind, and it's it is in some ways similar to affirmations, but it just went to flash through my mind that one of the times we are. So quick to judge other people is when we're driving and someone cuts us off or they're going too slow or they're going Mm -hmm. too fast. And so wouldn't it be interesting to have um, an intentional practice, an intentional spiritual practice when you're driving from point A to point B? That reminds you, instead of judging what's going on, either doing what you said earlier, just stating what is happening. Right. You know, blue car coming too close. Yeah, right. Red car going too slow. Without judgment. Not red car in my way. Yeah. You know, or red car slowing so me down. up
1: my day. Yeah. Right.
0: But just red car going slower than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or white car driving... With the tail, with the turn signal on, yeah. just observe it, right?
1: I had an Alanon Spencer once that told me that really you can take the thermostat of your mental health when you take a 30-minute ride somewhere, and can you really get through that whole ride without having any kind of anxiety or you know honking the horn or pulling somebody over? And it is an interesting thing. And I, I, I was shocked. I was talking to a friend a few months ago. She was in the car and talking, and all of a sudden she's like, "That's bla, sort Blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Is this friend never like cusses or anything?" I'm like. <laughs> oh, my, it was like the evil twin. And she's like, I was like, I didn't even know that existed in you. So I do think the car is a really good little bubble that we can kind of use as an example of how are we doing. and it well, do wasn't we, me you
0: were talking It wasn't, story, no. <laughs> I,
1: I would call you out specifically if it was you. But, yeah, no. but it is an interesting thermostat. And I do think that is that is a key thing that I do try to do. In, I can definitely know the state of my mental health and spiritual health by how quick I am to respond to someone, how quick I am to be hurt, how quick I am to be angry or bitter or, you know, sad by some external thing that's going on is really uh, now a very clear reflection of my internal
0: state of well-being. Well, we did say that in the last ten minutes we would talk a little bit about the good side of judgment Um, because, you know, when we look back at the definitions, If we Mm -hmm. interpreted them just a slightly different way, you know, a formal utterance of an authoritative opinion, a formal decision given by a court, the process of forming an opinion or evaluation by discerning and comparing, or even back to the very first one I shared, a judgment is the evaluation of evidence in the making of a decision. You know, if... That's what we expect our judges to do. That's what Mm -hmm. we expect our courts to do. And from a spiritual perspective, when we take our study seriously, Mm -hmm. no matter what our spiritual beliefs are, whatever our religion or denomination or practices are, when we use that information as evidence to drive how we live our lives, Often we do have a better outcome. Yes, and in that sense, the word that that you know we use a lot is discernment. Discernment, yes. And when we hear the word discernment, we don't necessarily, we're not as quick. That's interesting. Yeah. To think say that's a say negative. it as a negative judgment. We think of it as wisdom. Mhm. Yes. And so when we say yes to spirit, and we use that information and knowledge we have, the wisdom we have about how to be spiritual, how mm-hmm. to be um, a representation of God-like qualities, then we think we're making a good judgment. Interesting. That's a nice shift. And so, I, you know, I don't want to give the word judgment. The, the word judgment is neutral. Mm. We just don't use it as a neutral yes, word. Yes, I can see that. I can absolutely see that now. And I do think that uh, you know, probably
1: if we look at how judgment can keep us kind of going in a positive path, you know, maybe maybe judgment it can be shifted around and looking at where I've made progress. You know, not judging where I've been, but really kind of noting that you know, you know, a year ago it would be the middle of the night when I would wake up and realize that I had judged someone, and now you know it's by the hopefully by three fourths of the time I'm through with the sentence. So. Seeing that progress or that growth is another way to
0: kind of judge or take notice of the, the positive progress that I'm making. Exactly. And in that sense, we don't have to be totally afraid of the work, but we can <laughs> We don't have to take that off, off the, off the, off list, and the list, list and never we don't that? have to take it off the list next time. <laughs> I feel better about it
1: now. <laughs> My anxiety is is
0: lessened by the <laughs> Yeah, and so I, I do, you know, and I, I do think that when we substitute discernment as the yeah, synonym, Yeah, It very different, yeah. it, it does make it, make it very different. Um, in the Webster's Dictionary, another synonym for judgment is sense, like S-E-N-S-E. Oh. Like using good, good sense. Good sense. Interesting.
1: Oh, I would never have thought of that. That's a very just yeah, flat word. That doesn't hold any negative
0: and so yeah, it's when I when I saw that too, mm-hmm. it made me think, Wow, we so don't use <laughs> that in way. Yeah, no, I don't. I never I even considered this <laughs> as being a synonym for right, you know, because someone has good sense. Mm-hmm. Well, they have good judgment. And I remember, you know, parents and aunts and adults mm-hmm. when I was growing up you know, talking about you need to use good judgment. judgment. Oh wow, I hadn't thought about that either. Yeah, and that's discernment. Yeah, but wow. yeah. So you good know, poor word. Now I got kind of to feel sorry for judgment. <laughs> it's like, please accept our Yeah, exactly. Right, we judgment. just put out bad karma for judgment, right? We've judged judgment. We've. You know, we judge. We do judge all kinds of things, but hopefully, as as we begin to, you know, end today's show. We can hold this sense that we want to have, if we're saying yes to spirit, more use of good judgment. Right. And that's the kind of judgment that comes from um, as we age and as we learn more. And so because of that, it's really appropriate for us to take 30 seconds.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, okay, that on the computer. You are just a <laughs> god on that computer. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, man. That's, that's very sweet. It is. It is. Forty, 48 years <laughs> young today, right? Ah,
0: so we'll we judge
1: that good. We will say that's good. It, it is. is
0: good. It is good and very good. And I hope you have a happy, happy rest of the day birthday and the Thank beginning you. of a fabulous amazing can't even imagine I like I like how it. fabulous it's going to be. Glad you're a part of it, Tracy Brown. So what are we talking about next week? Next week we are talking about
1: friendship. Awesome, awesome. And I'll report in on how I did my journaling. I am committing to that again, so we'll see.
0: And if you're listening and you have an example about judgment, either uh, good judgment or judgment about others, uh, please... Let us know, either post a comment on the blog or uh, send us an email and uh, share with us your comments and we'll share them on the air next week. Come visit us at GodInMyDay.com and if you're on Facebook, check out our page, God is Always Present. Thanks for joining us today and say yes to spirit.